Welcome to The Sweat Room, a podcast of Watermark Wesleyan Church. Get it, got it, give it. Here in The Sweat Room, we dive into today's questions about sports and faith. And now, here's your hosts, Noah and Bjorn. Welcome to The Sweat Room, everybody, for bonus episode number three. We're so glad that you've joined us today. We have my co-host with me, Bjorn Webb, as what? usual. And if you listened to last time, last, I don't know, a few weeks ago, a few months ago, there we go, a few months ago of our previous bonus episode, we got Sam Hendricks in the building with us. Whoa, whoa. Guess who's back again? <laughs> back again. <laughs> but Sam, we're, we're glad that you joined us today. Today. And listen, I know that you're married to somebody who works in the Bills organization. How did you feel about this Bills season? Well, first of all, guys, thank you for having me back. It's uh, it's a real pleasure to sit down and just talk football with two good friends. So uh, I can confidently say that this Bills season was a, a pretty big success, I think, in everybody's mind. I mean, I know it would have been nice to come away with some Super Bowl hardware, but, yeah. you know, I mean, all things included, this was, a, this was a good season. I think we have a lot of good, good things we can take away, a lot of good foundations. Um, it's nice to see uh, some management getting re-signed and, and not losing anybody to head coaching jobs this year. So, I mean, yeah. I think the future should be pretty bright here in Buffalo for a couple of years. Yeah. What about you, Bjorn? What were your thoughts? What were your feelings this Bill season? Oh, it was a fun one. I'll, I'll tell you what. In the midst of a crazy year with so much disappointment, heartache, so much frustrations, it was a, a truly a blessing. And I don't say that word lightly to have a season where we could just celebrate and cheer and be happy. And I I know that most people wanted to make it to the AFC Championship game. They wanted to win a Super Bowl. They wanted to do all these crazy things. But in reality... Everyone's still happy with what we did. Yeah, and it, content. And it that's was where we're at. It was a great season, and I I love what you said. There was no coaching changes. I really thought Brian Dable was going to go to LA, be in the char- be at the Chargers, and he was going to be head coach there. But hey, I think he's going to hold the line for one more year. Yeah. We find out. We don't know what the future holds completely yeah. yet. We're not completely at <laughs> off season, but we'll get to that. But what were some of your favorite moments of this year? I know the two of you have been were at the Colts game and Sam you've been to a, you were at almost all of them which is awesome I was I was very lucky yeah um, yeah the Colts game was a good one what uh, was the atmosphere like being at those games it was it was wild I'll tell you that it was interesting in a lot of ways one everyone was super energetic super passionate cheering super loud but two, it was weird because we weren't close to anybody in the stands. And so normally you can feed off of the person next to you, the person behind you, the people in front of you. But this time there's more than six feet from any other fan. And so it's kind of like I'm chilling here kind of by myself, kind of cheering by myself. But you are with other people. Right. So it was kind of an interesting atmosphere. Super, super awesome, but kind of interesting. What about you, Sam? What did you think? I mean, it was it was cool. Uh, it was really nice to be able to set my jacket down right next to me and like kick yeah. my feet over the row in front of me. I mean, I mean that was great. Stand yeah. up whenever, Stand up whenever sit I sit down. No one's in my way. Uh, but it was cool. I mean, I think everybody that was at the game took took it seriously. That it was a real privilege to be there. Um, that there were a lot of people that wanted to be at that game that weren't able to be. Um, and I think we made the most of it. I, I, you could definitely feel it was it was kind of cool to like be in the crowd atmosphere again, where you could like feel. I mean, this wasn't cool, but you 
feel that like the air just being sucked out of the stadium as the Colts were making like their final drive. Like mm. the nerves were high. You could like feel the the, the tense yeah. uh, nature of things. And, totally. and there were a couple people around us that actually kind of like turned away as Phil threw that last hail mary there. Um, Did you say hail Murray? No, no, I said no. hail. Oh, okay, I'm Mary, hail Mary. <laughs> No you. <laughs> no you. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I'm, I'm glad that one worked out the yeah. way it did. And that, that game was definitely one of the highlights of my season. Mm. Um, not not only that I was was be, like that I was able to be there in person for that game, yeah. but just the fact that the Bills won their first playoff game in my lifetime since yeah. I've been alive. Twenty five years. Yeah. Twenty five years, and to be able to do that at home, and to be able to actually have that be the first game where there were some fans in the stadium, um, I think it was super special. So that was definitely one of my highlights of my of this season. Yeah, it was so cool that you guys got to go and experience that. It's like one of the few, really the few fans in the world can say, hey, I did this during COVID. <laughs> Socially distant. Catch the old pandemic football yeah. game. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that's awesome. So, what are you guys, what are your, this is the last Bills question, and then we'll, we'll dive into other topics, but. Oh, I'll find a way to talk about <laughs> <laughs> What are you, how are you guys feeling about next season for the Buffalo Bills? Mm, Sam, you want to take that one? Yeah, I'll, I'll lead off here. I mean, I think, I think we should push the ceiling even higher. It, it kind of depends if, you know, my thing is, is was this like a was this a, a one time deal from Josh Allen or is this going to be a consistent Josh Allen that we're going to see mm. for years to come? Um, is he going to solidify himself at like a, a Pat Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers kind of level, uh, or was this a, a one year season? So you know, my hope and my goal is that this is long term. I mean, he's got all the talents and he seems to just be constantly accumulating more and more knowledge about the game. Um, but I think a lot of it hinges on him, uh, as we talked about earlier, having the coordinators back, mm. both offense defense quarterbacks all of them uh, is huge and then uh, I'll be interested to see what we do with free agency this year I think you know I've heard some names being floated around with like JJ Watt and all and you know Ooh, be what would it take to, to get him to Buffalo um, also you know with contracts coming up like Matt Milano is going to be a free agent um, what do we do about like Isaiah McKenzie these these guys that are really important sure. um, are we going to be able to afford them all that aren't necessarily like the big cornerstone pieces of the yeah. franchise like your Josh Allen your Feliciano. Feliciano is another yeah. one. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. What about you? Yeah, no, I'm I'm super excited for next season. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm nervous that my expectations are high now. Where <laughs> I, I feel like that's wrong. It, it, it does. It <laughs> Set the bar low and never be disappointed, and, and right? That's part of why this season was so special, because None of us expected to make it to the AFC Championship game. Like we Except hoped, Sam. <laughs> we all hoped, but none of us really expected it. Yeah. So next year, it's going to be different. But I'm excited to see that consistency that you mentioned with the coaching staff, with some of these really big key players. Um, and I'm excited to walk into a draft where I can honestly say, and I don't know who all they're going to sign or not sign at this point, mm. but regardless of who they bring back, I think we're looking at a draft where it's anybody we draft at whatever position is just going to help us. It's no it's best player available, yeah. yeah. It's just, hey, the draft can make us better. It's not leaning on the draft to make our team. Yeah. And so that's a really exciting thing. And, and part of it, you know, I, we're not used to having the, what is it, 30th draft pick. Yeah. It's, we're not used to being that late in the draft. I was thinking the same thing. I'm but like, wow, like, this it's, is amazing. It's, it's a good thing, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's like we don't need one of the top 20, 30 players at this right. point. Right. 
but they can help. <laughs> they can. That's but that's a great point you were saying about JJ Watt. I'm like, oh, yeah, that would be. A, you know, Houston's going to ask for a fair amount for him, but it'd just right. be interesting to see. I mean, he's a good leader, veteran presence. He'd fit the culture well, so it'd be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. I've also been excited, kind of reading about the draft and all, like who, mm. who we go out and get. Like I've seen, you know, Travis Etienne out of Clemson or Najee Harris out of Alabama. Like these big, like like big name names yeah. from college yeah. football. That so are you're still saying if be, they got Najee, you'd say roll tide. I would not say roll tide, but I would be <laughs> he's, very he's excited. Where is Georgia as, right now? As right. someone who has seen personally what Najee can do to the opposing team, uh, I would not be mad having him in, in Buffalo. I don't know that he'll be on the board at 30, but uh, someone like ETN, you know, has a good chance to yeah. be. So I'd be interested yeah. to see if we go for a running back, if we go for an edge rusher. What do, we, what do we do? Sure. Yeah. No, what do you think about the Bills, man? I, man, they Broncos. They man. exceed. Well, my, I don't know if you guys remember, but I thoroughly remember. I was talking smack before. And I'm taking it on the chin. The Bills beat the Broncos when they played each other. I was sad, but they blew them out. But that's how that's how it should be. They they beat them to a pulp. It was bad. It was it was. There was no good in that. It was just bad and ugly. It was just bad and the ugly. It was so bad that I felt bad texting you. I was like, do I do it? Yes, yes, I will. I'm going to text him. Yeah, no, the Bills exceeded my expectations. I think I want to follow up on just even Josh Allen. But but I think my thoughts on the Bills is they're legit. And I think Sean is doing an incredible job. But they have the GM, they have the quarterback now, and they they have the head coach. So is Josh Allen for you the guy going forward? Do you think he's going to get paid this offseason, Sam? Bjorn, you can, feel free to chime in this too. I but, mean, jo- Josh is the guy here. I mean, just look at how the city embraces him. Mm-hmm. You know, I saw some, some rumors on Twitter the other day about, you know, everybody wants Deshaun Watson. But you know, only like five or six teams in the NFL have not called to inquire about Deshaun, and the Bills are one of them. I mean, you know, would I rather have Josh Deshaun? Honestly, I'm going with Josh. Uh, I think from like a, a city perspective too, like what he does for the city, like who he is, the type of player he is, the way he plays football, it is Buffalo in a, in a person. Yeah. Um, and so I love the the grit he comes out with every week, the competitive nature he has. Um, and I, I look to see him continue to grow because I think I don't think he's hit his ceiling yet. I really don't. And as long as he continues to work and put the tools together, you know, who's to say Josh can't be consistently yeah. a top three quarterback in the NFL? Good point. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, I I definitely want to see Josh here in the long term. I'm hesitant to say let's extend him this offseason mm-hmm. because I do have – there's part of that feeling of, ah, oh, his first two seasons were good. They weren't great. Third season was great. Sure. Is it too soon to throw him a lot of money? I don't think it's too soon to extend him, but I'm just weary of how much money are we going to throw his way and what effect will that have on the team in the long run to sign other parts. So that that's my caution, and I'm glad I'm not sitting in the seat where I need to make that decision yeah. because everyone's looking at Josh, myself included, saying he's the guy, we need to keep him around. Right. Yeah, and it's tough too because you don't want to you don't want to put yourself between a rock and a hard place where if you don't sign him, then tensions grow a little bit, and he doesn't feel like the 
team's got him when he's got yeah. the team. Uh, but then if you do throw him a lot of money, you could run into like a Carson Wentz, Jimmy Garoppolo kind of situation, and a Jared Goff. Yeah, mm-hmm. these guys who might have had a decent season, maybe a system quarterback, sure. yeah. uh, get a lot of money, and now you see these teams that are just strapped with opportunity. There's, there's just nothing coming. Like, yeah, you know, well, Jared Goff, what Pro Bowl two years in a row, mm. 2018, 2019, right? And then they signed him to a was like a four-year, $130 million dollar Stupid deal. big deal. Crazy contract. And then this year, we saw what happened. It's, it's ugly. It, it wasn't mean, great. He, I've never been sold on Jared Goff, but yeah. you, know, I see, you fully saw the effects. They lost two well, first. The NFL is going mobile, and that's where I think Josh Allen, not only, I think he's a perfect Buffalo build. He's, he's not a cocky guy. I mean, he's confident, but I wouldn't say he's overly cocky. And he just, he's a good Buffalo quarterback. He just fits the city well. He's mobile. He's big. There's a lot of upside. And I think you guys have seen the progression and the growth pains of him. We saw a little of that even in the last playoff game, but he did great. He had a great season. Yeah, and I'll I'll tell you this. Watching Josh Allen play in the AFC Championship game is we saw a little bit of the old Josh Allen come out where he's a little bit of hectic. He's not quite as composed. He wasn't quite as confident in that game. Mm -hmm. And I didn't see that all year. And so Josh Allen is growing, is progressing, but he's not quite there yet. But now that he's played in that AFC Championship game, the next time he steps foot in the AFC Championship game, I'm sure he'll settle in. He'll hit Stefan for 10 receptions, 150 yards. Like, <laughs> right down now. Right, right down, down right now. <laughs> no, but that's what we saw. You know, we saw this game against the Texans last year is, man, it was kind of ugly. I mean, yeah, you yeah. you can you can tell, you can look at, when the camera looks at Josh, you can just see the, the dead look in his eyes, like the lights go out, and you're like, yeah. oh boy. Like, uh-oh. We have absolutely no idea what Josh is about to do. And we saw that with the Chiefs, right? Yeah. He's, yeah. He takes a couple big sacks. He has that one play where he's like scrambling around, holding on the yeah. ball, like jumps out of bounds and just like lets go of the ball to, you know, not take the, the, the lost yardage. I don't know if that was a jump. It was <laughs> like, like an Air Jordan. It was, it was just like I saw that play and I was like, oh boy, here's old Josh again. And you felt like the moment was a little too big for him. And you look at, you know, Pat Mahomes and, you know, he's cool as a cucumber back in the pocket making it work with turf toe. Yeah. Um, and so that, that was the measuring stick for me. It's like, all right, Josh has been fantastic all season long. And it's like, here, here's the moment where the moment might have just gotten a little bit too big for him. Yeah. And, right. and to, to go off of that, we have to give props to the Kansas City Chiefs defense. Is yeah, they played they, a heck of a game. They, 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 <laughs> they, made, really they did. made Josh they did. look like that. Yeah. It wasn't just Josh in a big moment. It was they made Josh look like that. And Patrick Holmes sitting pretty was, and they'll be the first to tell you, but Buffalo's defense didn't do enough to make Patrick uncomfortable or to lock down the receivers and force a coverage sack or something like that. And so it wasn't just Josh in a big moment. It was, you know, a full team effort, as you know. Yeah. But it it was was a great season all around. So going outside Buffalo, for our listeners who are outside Buffalo, New York, they're probably like, okay, that's enough, Bill. Please. Give me something else, please. So for our outside listeners, this is for you. So for you guys, who was your who exceeded your expectations this year as a team and as a player? And then we'll go to our disappointments. But who who is your who exceeded your expectations to start out? So I'll, I'll start off here, Sam. But the team 
that exceeded my expectations was the Chicago Bears. The Bears. They made the playoffs. They're eight and eight. Yeah. And you know, Montgomery had a thousand yards rushing. Robinson had twelve hundred yards receiving. Like they had a good year. Mm. But the reason they exceeded my expectations is because I look back and in all of my pickums that I do, pick the winners of your <laughs> games. I only picked the Bears to win two games this entire year. <laughs> and they won eight. So they way out succeeded my expectations. And every yeah. week they made me mad when they proved me wrong. Yeah. So the Bears, that's the team that really exceeded my expectations. What about you, Sam? You know, if you would have asked me right before the playoffs, I would have said Miami. Mm. Um, but after we just destroyed them with our JV team, um, I can't say that anymore. So here, here's my team that I, I'm going to go with. Our JV team, that's good. <laughs> it was, that was our JV team. Yeah. Matt Barkley balled out that He second. did. Yeah. I say Mackenzie balled out. <laughs> and I was like, let's go. Uh, no, my, my team that exceeded expectations is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mm. I truly did not think it was going to work. I didn't. I was, a, I was a hater from the start. Oh, man. I was like, there's no way that Tom Brady is going to get it together in year one with old Gronk, Bruce Arians, Mike Evans, you know, Godwin. <laughs> like, there's there's no way. Like Antonio Brown now? Antonio Brown, like, that's he's a cancer to teams, and he's out Leonard there. Leonard Fournette's a cancer. I know. You You're got, his favorite Gronk. You literally got all these old dudes <laughs> and all these, like, washed-up guys from teams that are just, like, pl- I mean, Brady looks like he's 20s, you know? It's like, it's not fair, it's but I, I truly did not think it was working. I've always believed in their defense. I didn't think that was going to be an issue. I just thought, you know, their offense wouldn't be able to get it done. Um, I truly thought that the Packers were going to steamroll them last week, especially with Antoine Winfield out. Mm. And, you know, they, they just continue to prove me wrong. And I hate to say it, um, but, yeah, the, the Bucks have been – Bucks have put together a good season down there. Mm. Yeah. I, 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 was, you got. I think my biggest shock is, is Miami. And I, I was shocked how well they did this year. I think – I I remember watching them. They played the Jags, and I'm like, oh, the Jags will beat them, no problem. They, but Brian Flores showed to me this year he's a great coach, and I think they're just a few. I think they're one season away of really doing some damage, and I think the Bills eventually Belichick will come back once he gets a quarterback, but it's going to be a tougher division going forward. And but it makes it exciting. But I I think the Bills are here to own that division, which is great, and. That's kind of how they compose themselves this year. Of hey, this is our division. Yeah, we're gonna beat you. Yeah, yeah we're the gonna beat you. The other teams up. need to build their team around how to beat the Buffalo Bills instead of how to beat the New England Patriots. Yeah. Right, and that's so cool. It is. So let's go to disappointments. Who was your biggest? Oh, actually, who was your favorite player that exceeded your expectations? Can't for, forget about the players. For me. It has to be Justin Jefferson for the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I liked him out of the draft, but I didn't like him to drop 1,400 yards, be the leading receiver over Adam Thielen on the Minnesota Vikings this year. <laughs> I didn't like him to be, you know, almost effectively replace Stefan Diggs on, as a numbers goes right. in their offense. So I, that was a player that really exceeded my expectations. Um, I wish the Vikings would have won a couple more games, made the playoffs. Um, my extended family's from Minnesota, so I've got a soft spot in my heart for the Vikings. Um, but yeah. Especially your cousins that we just interviewed. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. they yeah. love the Vikings. What about you, Sam? Um, all right, let me go two real quick. Oh, uh, okay. Number one, rookie Justin Herbert. Um, mm. I thought he would Great. be good. I 
liked him at Oregon, but I didn't think he'd be that that good. Like, I mean, Pac-12 defense is one thing. Uh, NFL starters are a different. And so, you know, Justin's, I mean, the record obviously doesn't show up, but Justin really put the team on his back this year as, as yeah. a rookie, um, which is impressive. And my now, other one. Now, before we go on your oh, other yeah, Sorry, sorry. Do you like him with the long hair or without? <laughs> so, was, that, was that a, I mean, did that help him? No, it did not help him. <laughs> it, it looked bad. He needs to, I mean, he's from California. Just he's got to rock the go. sunshine look. Let the flow yeah. go. He's sunshine. Sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, second one. Second one, and then, I mean, no disrespect to this. Deshaun Watson put together a monster season. Con- he considering did. what he had and the leadership that he had, he balled out. I mean, really that dude did. is that dude is a bona fide superstar, um, and he really proved it this year that he doesn't he doesn't even need anybody around him. He's still going to play football well. Mm. Yeah. And so I I'm hopeful that he stays out of the AFC East uh, because I I believe that Miami's one Deshaun Watson away from being Super Bowl caliber good. Okay. Do you think he goes to Miami? We'll probably find out soon. <sighs> we'll find out soon. I think that between Miami and the Jets, they have the resources. Mm. Um, and talk about no income tax in Florida too. Like, True. That's nice. <laughs> and sunny, it's warm. Sunny he wants weather. to go somewhere warm. Yeah. I mean, I know there's talks of him going to Denver, but I don't think it's going to happen. There's a lot of talk about him to a lot of teams. Yeah. Like you said, every every team but five have called. Yeah. So right. he put together a season, the numbers, everything that deserves that kind of attention. Yeah. Totally. I think you got Noah? Stefan Diggs. He exceeded. I mean, I knew he was going to be good. I didn't want to go there with Buffalo, but I was thinking <laughs> the same thing. I'll say it for I'll be the Buffalo Bill hype guy. Stefan exceeded expectations across the league. And, man, he showed that he's the best route runner in football. He's his he's it's like watching a ballet dancer out there. It's just it's effortless with his route running. It's like wow, that was incredible. So I the Allen Diggs connection's real. I'm I'm excited for that connection going forward and yeah, we'll see what happens going forward. So yeah, that trade definitely paid its off. That was like the it, best trade for both teams. I, I don't think I've ever seen a more symbiotic relationship in so a well. trade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Justin Jefferson, like just said, and, and they got they league. got someone who wants to be in involved? in the Vikings too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. absolutely. Like, yeah, it was Diggs is happy. He seems content. It seems like his relation with the team is great. He's a top receiver. In He's the top. V top. All right, right so now. your quick disappointments. Let's go both. Let's go team and player. We'll, we'll, this is rapid fire. Let's right. hear both. Bjorn, you go first. Biggest disappointment for me, and this is going back to our preseason predictions, Noah. <laughs> My biggest disappointment for a player was Michael Thomas. There it is. He thought he was going to be MVP. I remember MVP. Michael Thomas to be MVP. Um, yeah. Besides injuries, there yeah. was altercations with teammates, and even when he did play, he had multiple games where he was under 50 yards. It was a disappointment. So, yeah. Michael Thomas, disappointment for me. That's a good one. Team. Yeah. Whoa. The team. The team that was the biggest disappointment for me. Now... I'm not disappointed <laughs> that I was disappointed, but it was the New England Patriots. Mm. And you guys know, I still had, even when we talked midseason, I you had put the them in the, playoffs. in the playoffs. You did. You did. You, you were hopeful. You, you were hopeful the whole year. Now, hear me out. <laughs> I never wanted the Patriots to do well. Yeah. But I just could not 
against Bill Belichick. You're also a Bills fan who's been traumatized for a long time, so I understand. Man, part of it, I may have been brainwashed (laughs) thinking the Patriots (laughs) and Bill Belichick are that good. Maybe that's what it was. So, disappointment. I thought the Patriots were going to do a whole lot better than they did. Yeah. But I'm glad I was wrong. Yeah. What about you, Sam? Alright, uh, individual, uh, and this is to no fault of his own, uh, but my fantasy team was really lacking this year because I had Zach Ertz as my tight end, man. Uh, he had a miserable season. Um, I know the, the Eagles are a dumpster fire a little bit. Wentz had a horrible season. He was injured for a while, but like I was getting nothing from him um, just from a, a selfish perspective with my fantasy team because that is obviously <laughs> takes priority. Uh, Understandable. I, you know, usually he's a, he's a top three you know tight end in the league, uh, especially receptions. Uh, I just it was just a bummer to see that this year. Uh, so I guess you could lump him and Carson Wentz into one. Um, I've heard talks of retirement. We can lump the Eagles organization. Well, yeah, we, I, and and they're not my most disappointing team. I you know I gotta go with my homer team. The Atlanta Falcons are <laughs> absolutely <laughs> just pathetic. I can't tell you how many times I watched the game this year and I was like, well, I know we're gonna blow it. I just don't know how it's gonna happen. Uh, and the Falcons never cease to get creative with the way they lose games. Uh, it, one week it might be a, a Todd Gurley accidental touchdown. The next it might be a late pick. Were you you don't know. Were you screaming when Todd scored that touchdown? Not screaming. It was kind of just like, well, let's see how we do Atlanta. Sure. Uh, you know, thankfully being a Bills fan this year, I was like, you know what? I can put Atlanta in the rear view. Yeah. I don't have to be there to like see this all go down. Sure. Uh, you know, just like seeing my friends on social media and stuff, they're like, golly, this team is just so miserable. Um, it's like they have not been right since the Super Bowl. Uh, that they also found a creative way to lose in. Um, and and so honestly, with the the roster that they have, eleven of their twelve guy or ten of their eleven guys on offense are first round draft picks, and we're still getting what we're getting. I mean, Dan Quinn was a defensive minded head coach, and our defense was consistently top bottom five in the league. Mm. Like it's just miserable. I hope Arthur Smith does something down there. Got uh, just yeah, honestly blow the whole thing up. Try again. Yeah. No, that's good. Sorry, Atlanta. I love you, but it's tough love. <laughs> yeah. I, I think for me, Denver obviously was a huge disappointment, but there were so many different factors. I mean, we didn't even have a quarterback for one game. It was a practice player. Injury bug dismantled them this year. So I'm not going to be I too... I did enjoy watching the game where they didn't have a QB, and I wasn't going to watch it. It was awful. Fa- I was fastest like, oh. football game I have ever seen. <laughs> it was, it that was, thing was over in the other four o'clock game. was like just... And the Saints didn't play well that day. No, because they were playing Taysom. Yeah. Nope. So, yeah, it was a frustrating year being a Broncos fan, but I am excited going forward. I don't know who our quarterback is going to be. I I like Locke, but I don't know. We'll see what happens. But my biggest disappointment team-wise, the Pittsburgh Steelers. They they fell flat. I know in the middle of our bonus episode, I I was always I thought someone was going to out of the AFC North was going to go to the Super Bowl this year. I thought it was going to be the Ravens or the Steelers, and the Steelers were showing progression. And when we recorded together, Chase Claypool was going off. I was kind of on the rookie hype train, like, oh, he's the better receiver. But Justin Jefferson outplayed him. But Claypool is going to be very good. But what a disappointment! They they're awful. And I think my biggest dis- disappointing player. I'm keeping it in 
Pittsburgh. Juju Smith. Oh. The TikTok dancer himself. I think, yeah, I, I'm going more into the character traits on that. I was not I was not too happy with that. I was like, nice dude. You're you're a real superstar. So do you guys let's go MVP talks. Do you guys see an MVP other than Aaron Rodgers? Nope. I do not. I agree. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, if somebody else wins it, I would be absolutely shocked. Yeah. Yeah. That's... The, the one the one player that I will throw out there that's not a QB, because I think QB, Aaron Rodgers takes down Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, everyone else, hands down. The person I'll throw out there is King Henry, Derrick Henry. From King the Henry. If there was anybody else, and it wouldn't be he would win it over Aaron Rodgers, it would be there's a, maybe a slight chance that they'd give co-MVPs, where King Henry ran for, rushed for over 2,000 yards again, put his team on his back. Now, yeah, Tannehill played well, and they had a good team, but if there's any other player, I think, in the discussion, it can't be a QB. Aaron Rodgers beat all of the other QBs in every statistical category, but maybe Derrick Henry. I like that. I know you were beating that drum for a little bit. Yeah, I just, I just think he needs to get a little bit more respect than he does. After another 2,000-yard season and just when teams know how good he is and they try to stop him and they still can't, huh. it's that's MVP yeah. worthy. All right, this one's going to be a little tougher. How about defensive MVP? Sam, what do you think? Hmm. All right, uh... I mean, it, you can't you can't not say Aaron Donald. Yeah. Um, but I'm gonna give you another one. I hate to say it, cause Trey White's my guy. <laughs> but Jalen Ramsey put together mm. a, in LA. a monster season this year. I mean, he he looked real good this year, and yeah. he shut down pretty much pretty much everybody aside from you know Devonte Adams in the playoff game. I mean, he, he was holding Devontae. he was holding the number one receiver on every team to like under 50 yards. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I mean, good. good Good for him. If he if he gets it, he deserves it. I think the Rams defense as a unit played collectively the best defense in the year this year, uh, in the league this year. Sorry. So I, you know those one of those two guys. I think in my mind needs to uh, to be awarded that. Do, do you, how do you feel about Stafford being there as well? You know Stafford's my guy. He's obviously a Georgia guy. That's true. Um, so I I've always rooted for Matt Stafford. I want the best for him. And Detroit was not a good play. I mean that's that's a place where careers go to die. Yes. Um, Play the so I'm, I'm really, I'm really happy for him. You know, I think he'll, I think he'll thrive out there under Sean McVay. Mm. He'll, it'll be nice to see him like have a little bit of protection, have some actual receiver. Well, I mean, no disrespect, D- Detroit had receivers. Um, <laughs> he had Calvin Johnson for a little. Yeah, bit. he had Calvin. He had one of the best. Megatron. He had Galladay. He had Golden Tate. He had Hawkinson. He's, he's got receivers, but you know, just from a, like an O line perspective, like a just a system perspective, I'm excited to see him out there. And he's gonna have a defense. And he's gonna have a great defense, that can, yeah. That can make it so he doesn't need to put up 35 points a game. He does not literally need to be the team. Yeah. Yeah. He can just be a piece on the team. Mm-hmm. No, that's good. What about you, Bjorn? I mean, I, I think Aaron Donald is the best football player in the NFL. I think it, he's that good, and so if he's not in the discussion or winning it, I think it's it, it's wrong. Um, but the other player that did stand out this year was T.J. Watt. Yeah. And I hate to say it because I really don't like the Steelers, <laughs> but he had a really, really good year. He did. And in, in some important st- statistical categories, he did better than Aaron Donald. Mm-hmm. Now, if you've ever watched Aaron Donald play, you see how good he is and how dominant he is, where even if he doesn't get the stats— as a lot of defensive players 
don't, mm. he still dictates everything an offense does. Yeah. And TJ Watt has a little bit of that, but it's not quite the same dominance that we see from Aaron Donald. So that Aaron Donald's my pick, but TJ Watt, if he won it, he'd deserve it as well. Mm. What yeah, about you, Noah? I agree. I, I like TJ Watt. I, I think if I were to give it to a corner, it'd be Jalen Ramsey as well. He had an incredible year. And as well as Jair Alexander. Jair Alexander. Green he Bay. was another one that came to mind when I was Lockdown. He was yeah. I, I was shocked how well he did this year. And I didn't think the, the Packers were gonna be that good this year. I didn't. I thought it was like, oh, kind of a fluke year, but they're the, good. The Packers they're defense good. flew under the radar because of how good their offense was. Well, it's Aaron Rodgers. But their defense, yeah. they, they played a good season. Yeah, so I think those are kind of my picks. Quick rookies, who, who are your offensive and defensive rookies of the year? I'll start it off quick. I mentioned before, but Justin Jefferson. Hmm. We, we could just say Justin. I think we might, I think we might get it right here. So. I think you can't go wrong with Justin. You know, I've been hyping him tonight too, and I was hyping him on the last episode that I was here as well. Uh, I said he would beat Burrow off. Where Justin Herbert's my offensive rookie of the year. Yeah, I'm no. with you. I think it's Herbert. Herbert. Herbert's the guy. Yeah. And then defensive. Anybody else other than Chase Young? No. Uh, again, I'm gonna make a. I'm gonna make a case. Uh, I like this. Give, you know, a, a, a big underdog to Chase Young, but give me Antoine Winfield Jr. The Bucks. Uh, I he love. Balled out. That's he did. Buy, I remember watching him. The only game I ever saw him in in college was when uh, Minnesota beat Penn State, and he had like two picks in the first quarter. Wow. Um, and I was like, this dude, he's he's for real. He's for real. Yeah. Uh, and he, he put together a pretty good season down in Tampa. So you know, shout out to him. Uh, but I think it's Chase Young still. So, Chase Young is just he's just built different. He, he's built different. That's <laughs> his blues. A mammoth of a man. He's he's just huge. So, last question, everybody. We're, Super Bowl is approaching us, and I'm sure we're going to talk a little Tom Brady in the midst of this question too. But who is your Super Bowl pick for the season of 2020? Yeah, let's hear it. Let's hear your Super Bowl picks. Well, and score. I want to hear score too. As a, as a lifelong Kansas City Chiefs fan, for many reasons that are odd and interesting that I won't get into, I think the Chiefs are going to win. <laughs> my my score prediction is thirty one twenty seven. I think it's going to be a high scoring Super Bowl. I think the Bucks defense is good. I think they're going to be a tough test, but I think the Chiefs are going to come out on top. Just seeing the way that they've played in the playoffs, it's they're going to be a tough team in the playoffs in the Super Bowl. Love it, Sam. Yeah, I also have the Chiefs winning. Um, you know, Tom Brady's cool. Obviously, he's he's a bona fide winner. Uh, <laughs> he, he always seems to get through the big games, but I just think the Chiefs are too much, man. Um, it didn't even look like they've been trying at all this season until they like played us in the playoffs. Yeah, and then it was kind of like, oh, so this is how good this team can be. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like defense the looked great. Yeah, it, it was a little Warriors esque. Like they just kind of like floated around in the in the regular season, and it's yeah. like, all right, now it's time to play football. Yeah. Frank and uh, Matthew on the defense. The defense looked fantastic. Uh, I mean, you know, you know, that was the game when they played the Bucks earlier. That was when Tyreek had 200 yards in the first half or whatever, first quarter, Filthy. whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the defense for Tampa Bay has been better, uh, but I still think that they can't. They just can't keep up. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Chiefs have too many guys. It's track meet. Give me Chiefs 37, 21. I don't think it's even a two score game. Ooh, oh wow! Okay. Hey, all right. I have bold predictions. Noah, I don't want to hear who you're going to pick. <laughs> Say it. 
I'm beating the Tom Brady drum so hard. I will probably be the biggest Brady fan in Buffalo. I don't even care. I cannot stand the Chiefs. 38-35, Tampa Bay. Ooh, the GOAT is going to prevail. I, I, I don't think you can blow out the Chiefs. I think that we both know that's not going to happen. But between Tom and Patrick, this is going to be one of the most memorable Super Bowls, I think. And I think, what have we done with Tom Brady? You said it earlier, Sam. All we've done is doubt the GOAT. I know. I know. <laughs> and all the man, all he does Tom Brady's is really going to come here. <laughs> prove me wrong in the Super Bowl. Get a seventh ring. He's come in on. the perfect system. It's destined. It's in Tampa this year. There's going to be some fans there. I think Antonio Brown is going to have a monster game. I think he's going to be all drugged up. And he's going to be playing. And he's going to be doing great. And I, I think the defense is just good enough to handle them. I think Devin White and Levante David. David. Oh, my gosh. They're unbelievable. And JPP and Shaq Barrett, it's enough. I think it's going to be enough just to get a simple tip. And that's going to it's going to be a game changer. So Ryan suck up, field goal game. I will say this: the Chiefs tackle Eric Fisher is not playing, and he's been a staple on their offensive line that's all season in last Bjorn. season. So that's going to be I, that's my that is concerning scary part to watch. But if their if their quarterback was anybody other than Patrick Mahomes, I'd be a little more concerned. But yeah. exactly. they literally have a wizard back there slinging the ball around. So yeah. you know, I think this is a, a big game. It's obviously Tom Brady has the legacy already. Yeah, unprecedented if he wins. Seventh, uh, you know, puts him ahead of Jordan for goat of goats. Uh, but Mahomes is on his way, man. I mean, he he's uh, we, he's gonna we got studs. Mahomes is gonna win a lot of rings before he, I, you know, hot take. But I, I think he wins multiple, multiple rings. How many he retires? Give me five. Mm, I like five. It. Yeah, I, I really do. I think this is the the matchup in the championship game we've all wanted of LeBron James, Michael Jordan. Yeah, and I really do think that's what this is. Is Tom Brady is the best football player to ever play, the greatest of all time. He is. And Patrick Mahomes is the brightest young star, not just because of winning a Super Bowl in his first few years, but the way that he has done it and dominating and just making it look easy with the composure. Change the game. Yeah. It's, he really did. I yeah. mean, you talk about like the Steph Curry of football he is. who can like actually change the game as we know it. It's Mahomes. It is. Yeah. So. I absolutely agree. Last question with Brady, though. Does he play till he's 45? Was he 43 now? 42. 42? I think he's 43. Is he 43 now? Yeah, he's got 43. So my prediction with Brady is he's going to lose this Super Bowl. (laughs) Next year, he's going to come back, and he's going to try to go do it again. Next year... He's not going to do well. The wheels fall off. The wheels are going to fall off. I think they I think they make it to the playoffs, but mark my words, they're going to lose in the wild card round, yeah. and then Brady is going to retire because something's going to happen next year. I don't want to wish this on him, but I'm guessing next year he is going to get hurt, and he's not going to be the same all season for some reason. I don't think it's going to be like a torn ACL, but there's going to be something that just happens. Yeah. He's 43, going on 44. It, no offense to our listeners that are older than that, but you're not in your prime NFL playing age anymore. Unless you're Tom Brady. Unless you, yeah, this dude drinks like spinach water for breakfast. So, you know, maybe 
maybe that's the thing. It's guacamole. Um, I actually read an article the other day about how he's thinking about going longer than 45. He's like, well, if I feel good, why not just keep rolling? Um, so Tom Brady could be like the the old grandma in SpongeBob, the one that's sitting in her wheelchair that's like chocolate, chocolate. Um, Give me some chocolate. So you know, we could see Tom Brady. Until oh, I he, hope not. His, his Tom Get him out of here. Tom Brady's grandchildren could play with him in the NFL. Who knows? Uh, no, I. So my interesting thing, and I want to pose this to you guys. Say Tom Brady wins this. Does he ride off into the sunset like Peyton, or does he come back for more? Nah. You think this Tom is it? Tom Brady is, keeps going. He you is, think he can't? You think he can't say no? He is too he competitive. Is. He's too he is. Because in his mind, when he went, if he wins this year, <laughs> he's like, I could get another one. He's like, Well, I can do this next year. <laughs> it is interesting to think about. Like, does he? I, does, that's a good question. If he if he rides off into the sunset this year, undisputed, he beat Patrick Mahomes. He beat every he, like everybody is underneath him. Drop the point. mic, done. I, yeah. I'd say yes, that was Drew Brees, but Tom Brady's different. You know, yeah, like a, that. You know, I think of like Peyton Manning is your classic. Yeah. Like you win a Super Bowl, you're gone. And re- Peyton was really strong, limping into the finish line there. <laughs> that def- no fly zone that year was yeah. unreal. Yeah, it so, was. And and you had Peyton out there throwing him. some wounded ducks and uh, just. <laughs> hey, that's <laughs> all we needed. Though. That's all you needed. They had enough energy. They had just enough to get across the pond. And Von Miller was yes. playing some kind of way, but yeah, well, awesome. Well, Sam, thanks for joining yes, us. Thanks for, for having me again. Our third bonus episode. Always Bjorn. a pleasure. It's always a pleasure. It was a fun NFL year. Excited for the Bills. Hopefully better things to come for Denver. I, I'm really hoping and praying. You never know. Next time we have this conversation, Deshaun Watson could be there. We could have Trey Lance, like you were oh saying, my. Bjorn. We'll ne- we will never know, but I think a contract extension's coming Josh Allen's way. I'm excited for the Bills, and we'll see what happens. But either way, I'm rooting for Tampa. These two are rooting for the Chiefs. Thanks for listening, everybody. Go Bills! Well, thanks for listening, everybody. We hope you enjoyed, and let us know your thoughts. Are, did you think our picks were garbage? What were your thoughts of the, of the Bills this year? What are your Super Bowl picks? We'd love to hear any of those going forward. Yeah, it, it was a crazy NFL year, but always fun to do a bonus episode. And make sure you check out our episodes this week of our sports and clothing with Kenny and Danny King. Those are Bjorn's cousins, the two amazing guys. You want to go check those out, and go check out our previous episodes from the high school athletes that we've interviewed to professional athletes like Jordan Burroughs, Lorenzo Alexander, Dalton Reisner, so many amazing individuals, so many amazing chaplains we've had on, Len Vandenboss, Buffalo Bills chaplain, Kevin Beers, the Buffalo Sabres chaplain, so many people that we've got to meet and interact with. I'll have stories. I'll bring something to the table. We hope you enjoyed, and we hope you have a wonderful week. Enjoy the Super Bowl, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Sweat Room Sports and Faith Podcast. We hope you enjoyed. If you'd like to stay connected with us, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Watermark Sports, on Twitter at Sweat Room Pod, and our new blog at watermarkwesleyan.com slash blog. Until next time, get it, got it, and give it. Thanks for listening to The Sweat Room, a podcast of Watermark Wesleyan Church. 